I'm confused. If we're supposed to do what the police say because we have to follow the rules, but we're also supposed to make sure the man doesn't win, what happens when the man tells us to do something? I arched an eyebrow as I glanced at Annie. She stood next to the antique shelf in the library, a book in her hand, and stared out the window at the blowing leaves. Nine years old and full of energy on most days. Today, she seemed more contemplative than anything else. She's been dealing with a lot, including the fact that she can see and talk to ghosts. So I've been going out of my way to spend time with her whenever possible. People say I'm hard to deal with. And they're right. But for some reason, I feel a maternal pull whenever I look at Annie. It's a sobering thought, because before she came on the scene, I wasn't sure I ever wanted kids. She makes me doubt my earlier assertion. Ah, well, at least some of the time. I'm not sure what you're asking, I admitted, sliding a bookmark in the leather-bound book on my lap and turning my full attention to Annie. It was a cold and windy fall day. Halloween was only weeks away, and I was more than happy to be on babysitting duty instead of braving the elements to go work in the magic store I owned with my cousin Clove. I'm saying that the man is out to get us, but he's also the boss of us, Thistle. Annie's expression was somber. What is it that Aunt Tilly says? There's a flaw in the logic. She's young, but she's got the mind of a girl twice her age. How am I supposed to know? I asked, hoping I didn't sound cross. I'm not as worried about the man as you and Aunt Tilly seem to be. Yes, but you're a witch. I am a witch. That doesn't mean I care about the man. You're also my babysitter, Annie pressed. My mom always says that I'm supposed to ask an adult if I'm confused, and you're the only adult around. Yep, that's me. My name is Thistle Winchester, and I'm a witch, store owner, babysitter, and apparently a fountain of useless information for young girls with endless amounts of curiosity. That's if Annie Martin is to be believed, that is. She's been living at the inn my mother and aunts run for months. Ever since I found her on the street one day, dazed and confused from a car accident. And she's as much a member of the family as the individuals I share genes and bloodlines with. I'm starting to regret agreeing to babysit, I teased, poking her side and grabbing her around the waist so I could wrestle her to the couch. You're asking some really annoying questions. Is that because you can't answer them? I frowned. You spend too much time with Aunt Tilly. You know that, right? Annie immediately started shaking her head. She adored Aunt Tilly. She loved everything about my cantankerous great aunt, including her penchant for finding trouble, and a mouth that refuses to quit even after the batteries have died. Aunt Tilly is the bee's knees. I stilled, surprised. I'm sorry. What? She's the bee's niece, Annie repeated. She told me that, so I know it's true. In the grand scheme of things, being the bee's niece was probably the most harmless tidbit Aunt Tilly had bestowed upon Annie since she joined our cozy family unit. 
The young girl was like a sponge, soaking up everything the women in my family said. Before joining us, she spent time on the run with her mother. It was a sad and lonely life. Now that she had people fighting to spend time with her, she ate it up. She couldn't get enough of everyone, and loved the fact that we all doted on her. She'd particularly taken a shine to Aunt Tilly. Sadly, my great aunt can officially lay claim to the worst babysitter ever title. She seems to derive great joy from filling Annie's head with her version of the world according to Aunt Tilly. It's turned into a problem once or twice. Or ten times. Well, Aunt Tilly is more like Satan's knees. But that's hardly a case for concern today, I said, smiling as Annie rested her head against my shoulder.